What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. I am your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house with a special guest. We have Anjali Mack. Welcome to the Hello. episode. Thanks for now. having me, guys. Hello, all the way from New Zealand. Wow, I love it. I'm so excited to have you here. And like, just to give you a bit more background of everyone listening, Angelie Mack is an online transformation coach. She's a physique competitor. She's just got amazing content. We don't like using the word like influencer, like, but you, you are an influencer, but for the positive. You're not like a sellout. You're not someone who's just posting like crappy content. Like you are the um, definition of consistent and like post such amazing content. We're just so excited. We've had you here for, we, we've known you for many, many years and just really pumped to have you here to bring value for our audience. Oh, that was so nice. If people could see my face, I like start <laughs> blushing. That's so lovely. I'm definitely not someone that is into calling myself an influencer. So I knew we'd just vibe and we'd have to do a podcast together. I feel like, but like all of us are really into just helping educate people with our platforms. And I think it's such an amazing thing that social media has done to allow you to be able to educate people all around the world. And that's what I'm trying to do with my content. Like I'm not really, you know, in it to get rubbish products to try and make a quick buck selling them to people. Yeah. And I love like the fact that I actually didn't notice this. I just creeped your Instagram bio and it said happy, healthy, and strong. And we're the fit, healthy, and happy podcast. So it's like, there we go. (laughs) Yes. When you sent me your podcast name, I was like, oh, I've got to check this out. And I started listening to some of the podcasts and it was exactly in line with how I am. And even the name of your podcast, I thought, oh, because I'm all about being happy, healthy, and strong. And the idea of my Instagram name being fit for life is it's about being fit mentally and physically. Like I just think that a fitness journey is so much more than how you look on the outside. I think uh, social media can be really shallow. Uh, and focus on the aesthetic side of things but I'm also really big on actually taking your like care of yourself from the inside out and taking care of your mental health especially now (laughs) yeah more than ever we were just talking about that with uh, another guest Abby you know just really dialing into like the importance of mental health you know before this we were just talking about the differences in our situations with lockdowns and how to kind of survive through it and filming amazing content you know and like all these different things and it's just so great to to have that attitude and one thing I think that's cool is you know we we're all we name this fit healthy happy is a little bit of a variation from you know our other YouTube channel name, which is Colossus Fitness, which is definitely a little bit intense, a little bit one dimensional in that sense. You know, you think Colossus, you think massive, you think huge. That was our original uh, ambition. Obviously, that changed. So we came up with Fit Healthy Happy. But I'm curious because I really like that you added strong in there. Like, what does being strong really mean to you? I love that. Good question. Yeah. So for me, I started my fitness journey going to the gym as like stress relief. I didn't do it to change how I looked at all. It was just that I was studying accounting at university. I did performance violin at university and I had a lot of pressure on myself to do really well in accounting and music. So then I needed something to help relieve the stress of all that pressure. So I started going to the gym and there were only guys in the gym at the time when I was training. So I'd always train with them and we'd get really like, we'd focus on all the typical bro splits and train really heavy. But through that, I just started loving getting stronger in the gym. I felt so, so good. And from there, it kind of just set me off to, I guess, going on to competing and things. But being strong to me, 
mentally and physically is all about taking care of myself from the inside out. So it's nourishing my body with good foods. It's reading like right next to me. I have my book. Um, it's reading every day. It's making sure I'm drinking enough water. It's weight training, you know, five to six times a week. And then that kind of just built my confidence, which then I guess it's empowering, you know, like when you're going to the gym and you're getting stronger, it feels so good to feel that good and to get stronger. So I guess being strong to me is about like being confident, but also being healthy again, like mentally and physically. Yeah, that was super Incredible. well said. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, that was, that was a great question, Josh. I'm really glad you, know, you asked that. And Angeli, that was an incredible answer. And one thing I wanted to like, because I just noticed, like, that's why I had to jump in here because you just mentioned you wanted to improve your confidence. Now, I know you made a video on this and like, at the end of the day, like we all want to become more confident. Like that's, that's what we're here for, right? Is like not just confidence, but that's a huge aspect of like getting into fitness. Now, what types of tips do you have? Like, um, for someone who's just simply looking to improve their confidence overall. Awesome. Yeah, this is one of the most common kind of messages I get online and through my Instagram is like, I just want to feel more confident. And I think people think that confidence comes from, you know, when I reach XX pounds or kilos uh, on a scale. And they think that like magically losing, you know, five to 10 kilos or 20 pounds, whatever is going to magically make them more confident. But I don't think that I have found that on my fitness journey. I've been on a lot of different scales of, I guess, leanness and less lean on my journey ranging just between we do kilos here in New Zealand so between 55.7 was my lowest weight on my journey to I think 70 was my heaviest um, on my journey which is obviously a lot less than a lot of other people out there that are looking to lose weight but I found that for my first competition even when I was the leanest I'd ever been it didn't necessarily mean that I was more confident because if anything I became more critical of myself and I'd pick myself apart more when I looked in the mirror where my confidence ended up coming from was actually you know picking a goal and then committing to it and then showing up for myself. I think that confidence is something that can be developed and built through showing up for yourself and doing what you said you'd do. So if every single year you go by and you're like, oh, you know what, this is my year, I'm gonna lose five kilos, but it's the same thing every year, or you have a goal to you know, work towards a promotion and a job, but each day you're not actually taking the steps that are gonna get you that promotion in the long run, I think you're kind of showing yourself that you don't believe in yourself and that you shouldn't be confident because you're not actually putting in the work to kind of earn that confidence, uh, which is just, that's kind of my opinion on it. I think that I am my most confident when my actions align with my goals. So for example, right now, I really wanted to get my nutrition on point and you know, get my lifts up in the gym. So I started eating whole foods. I cut out some certain foods that were not making me feel as energized as I should be. And now I already feel more confident. I'm wearing a sports bra back in the gym again, and I feel stronger and healthier and happier. Wow. I, I love that. I just wrote that down in our show notes. Uh, that's going to be a quote. We're going to have to snippet that I am the most confident when my actions line up with my goals. Like, I love that. You know, I, I've talked in, in the past about how like, 
self um, care is self love. Like, you know, to actually take the time to say, Hey, am I doing the things that I want to do that support my goals? Because when we live out of sync with, you know, what our ambitions are, like we're doing things that don't reflect that we constantly feel like we're not doing enough or we're not achieving it. And it can be tough, right? And you don't want to be completely dependent on like only achieving your goals for your happiness. Like I talk a lot about how, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes is happiness is wanting what you have. Like that's something I really love. But personally, I know I really feel my best like when I'm in sync when I'm doing these things I really want to do and like you have that confidence when you produce it when you keep showing up when you keep putting in that consistency so that was incredibly well said oh awesome thank you I also like what you said as well Josh I think yeah when your actions do align with those goals it's hard to not feel confident when you're taking steps towards that you know when you're continuously improving and working towards something like how could you not feel good about that but then it also comes down to it like i guess i do put a lot of pressure on myself and i spoke to my fiance ross about this like i put a lot of pressure on myself to do really well and that can kind of serve you but it can also limit you and that you know you also have to be able to take a step back and look at what you're doing and think, you know, what I am doing really well. So for anyone that's trying to lose weight, maybe it feels like the process is really slow. If you're sticking to your water, you're hitting your steps, you're um, going to the gym four times a week, you're making healthier choices. Like that alone is also progress and you should be proud of that and not get so caught up in the end destination that you forget to enjoy the journey and the progress that you're already making by just making healthier choices. That was so well said. You know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm really glad you brought this up because like, I, I also talk a lot about like, the, if the thing is a lot of times people just lose confidence in themselves because they say they're going to do something and it never happens. And like, we talk about the snooze button. We talk about just like, when you make a commitment, the biggest thing you can do is just follow through with it. Like if you say you're going to work out three times and you work out zero, like what's that going to do for your confidence? Like next week, you're going to start the week and you're going to be like, Oh, I couldn't do it last week. And then it just becomes like an endless cycle. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause I always, I always try to talk about how important that is. Cause then you lose trust in yourself. Right. Definitely. And I mean, that trust is so important in everything like yourself, relationships, business partnerships. And I think uh, that quote, uh, actions speak louder than words. So a lot of people are out online, they're posting on social media, like, Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But wouldn't it be so much more powerful if you actually went out and did it? And then you're like, Hey, look, I did it. And that's how my attitude with competing. I, in 2017, stepped on stage for my first time in Australia at the WBFF as a bikini diva, never competed before. Didn't tell anyone other than like, Ross and my family knew I was going to do it. And then I think maybe it was four weeks out. I said like, oh, hey, you know, I'm going along to this competition. If you're going to be around, feel free to come cheer. And I just did that for myself. It was a goal that I wanted to see if I could do. I didn't tell anyone I was going to do it. I just did it. And the action spoke for themselves. Like I did get into the, at that time, best condition I had had. I'd never seen my abs before. I did it. I got on stage. I was shaking like a leaf, but I did it. And I was so, so proud of myself and so happy that I did it. Uh, despite, 
you know, how hard it was to get there. It definitely wasn't easy. And then when I stepped on that stage, I absolutely loved the feeling and I've now competed four times. So I didn't think it would lead to that, but now I'm addicted to the feeling of getting on stage because it's showing up for yourself. It is not something that everyone can do. And it's also something that you have to be in it for yourself. You can't be doing it for anyone else. And that aligns with anyone's fitness goals. Like if you're doing it so that someone, you know, at the gym thinks you're cute or so your boyfriend or girlfriend loves you more, you know, it's just not enough reason to get on stage. It really has to come from like a deep reason of why and a deep drive inside you. Cause have you guys competed? I can't. Yeah, we, we've competed physique once, and I think I've done four maybe powerlifting meets. Same with Kyle, right, Kyle? Four or five, yep. something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you like you know, you know, it has to be for you. Like, no one cares how much you lift at a powerlifting comp other than you. And same with no one really cares, like, how you look at your bikini competition other than you. Yeah, I, that, that's such an interesting point you mentioned that because so many people, like, even, you know, a lot of my clients, I feel like, want to compete but they don't really want to do it just to like say that they can do that things feel great like they do it because they want like validation from like a judge or something like that and i'm like you know like make sure you're doing it for you right like you know you should be able to validate you know your own joys and missions of your journey and there's nothing wrong with celebrating that or you know proving to yourself that you can compete that you're going to do fantastic that you're going to crush it but it is definitely worth like kind of narrowing in on like what's important to you and like even kind of a fun little spin-off of this topic here like clearly you're someone who's very motivated you when you want to get something done you get it done like you said you hold yourself to that high standard like what do you like to do for goal setting like are you someone who writes out all their goals you know weekly goals monthly goals yearly goals like what do you like to do in terms of setting goals i am such a geek when it comes to habit tracking and goal setting i love, I love it, it. I honestly, let's get into it i'm yes, right there I'm with like, you <laughs> so excited uh, i'm fired so yeah, up when it comes when it comes to goals i am definitely very goal orientated i on the it's something i don't know there's something magical about the start of a year and i know a lot of people online will be so negative towards new year's resolutions but i'm someone that you know sets goals around the new year and of course i'll reflect on them throughout the year but it feels good to start fresh at the start of the year so each year usually if we're away um, over at the beach for new year's eve i'll climb up this mountain uh, at the beach and it's quite a steep climb but it always just starts my year off right new year's morning i go wake up early i head up this mountain and then usually run down and it's on that walk that i'm thinking about my goals and i'll write them on my phone on my notes pad the goals that i want to achieve for the year ahead and they will be massive goals whether i think i can achieve them or not doesn't even matter it's just really big goals and then from there i'll break it down into the smaller goals and the actions that i need to take so for example last year it might have been to turn um pro in wbff but of course covid happened so i didn't even get to compete so some things are always going to be out of my control but i'm someone that will write down some really big goals and then i'll break it down into smaller goals like milestones and then from there i break it down into kind of like weekly and monthly habits they need to have so for example if i wanted to compete i'll take it back it might be okay well what do i need to be doing right now do i need to be building muscle do i what's my nutrition look like and i'll map it out exactly the path I need to get to that goal. So it might be hiring a coach for competing, a posing coach, getting my nutrition on point, taking time to grow. Uh, and then I guess, yeah, I reflect on my goals pretty much every month and I break my goals up into different areas. So relationship, friendship, um, business, 
one of my other ones business or personal so like reading and self-development and then i feel like i'm missing oh and then fitness <laughs> yeah so i break Most my goals up into categories and then break them up into the year month week day wow i feel like we could end this episode here and that's just so much value for every person where did you like get because i've heard the same thing like i break it into social business fit like like that personal development personal growth was that from a book or like Craig Ballantyne? Like I no, you didn't get it from anywhere. No, I just, but I'd okay. love to read on that if someone talks about that Craig Ballantyne. No, it's just like a good book. It's like um, uh, something about like um, I, I forget. I'll have to send that to you and yes, put it in the show yeah. notes. But I just like you know, that's a great way to do that. I think a lot of people just don't have that like goal setting in place. Like we always talk about it, but it's like it's just so important to like have that direction. It's like hey, like what do you want to do? It's like oh, I want to run more. It's like okay, well, like okay how much you want to run like what like what what more do you want to do you want to lose weight like what what else is there and one really cool thing about you is like when I think of Angelie like I said like it's like consistent like a lot of people didn't don't know this but we used to post um on the same snapchat when we were uh sponsored by EHP labs like you know you would post like one day and then we'd be on the next day and it was like really cool and like I just remember, I'll never forget, like, you've always been so consistent. Like, when you post your stories, it's like, if you go to your, like, page right now, there's probably, like, 20 amazing stories. It's, like, such value, like, posting daily, like, always in the gym. So, like, in terms of consistency, we all know that's number one for everything. Like, what types of tips do you have to, like, get that consistency aside from goal setting? Uh, so, when it comes to consistency, I think a lot of people, I mean, you guys would be probably surprised to hear this, but consistency is actually my biggest struggle. It's definitely not something I was born with. I was born with, I definitely feel like I was born with a hard work ethic because I don't come from like a lot, but I think consistency has always been a struggle of mine, not necessarily with gym or with goals like music and things because I had to practice when I was younger for violin and piano from a very early age so that transferred into training and study and things but consistency with something like nutrition has always been such a struggle for me and the way that I personally try to strive for consistency comes from uh, having a habit tracker so I mentioned habit tracking before but I didn't really explain how I do it so uh, if everyone could see, you know, my refrigerator door right now, I have to post it on my story so you guys can see, but I have a tracker and it has water, nutrition, read 10 pages, outdoor workout, indoor workout. And it has certain things that I hit every single day, um, including posting on TikTok once a day, YouTube stories once a day. Uh, Facebook posts, Instagram fit with Julie posts, which is my coaching page, Instagram and Julie underscore fit for life. And I also have this thing that I do where I send out Instagram personalized messages to a few followers each day, just to reach out and see how they are. And those are things I literally do every single day. And I've done that for months. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, a, I have stickers. I literally put stickers on my habit tracker and I'm so excited for next month because I bought all these animal stickers, like a little 10 year old kid that's going to get stickers oh on a chart. Gosh, I love this. <laughs> that's what it's all about though, right? It's like, I feel like what you're doing is like such a good, like there's a little secret in there. It's taking what could be boring, like, you know, writing goal and like making it as fun as you can. Like if it's animal stick, like whatever it does, you know, writing it big on your fridge, writing it on a whiteboard, writing it on your arm. Like I've seen so many different things. And like, I just think that's awesome. Like if you can make it fun, it makes it a lot easier. Right. And even like you said, it, it's definitely hard. Like I think social media consistency is like 
10 times harder than just working out. Like that is one of the toughest things, you know, cause we're the same way. Like it took us a while, but uh, you know, we're getting better with it too. It's hard when there's so many things to do. Um, but yeah, I love that concept of just making it fun, making it exciting and yeah, just being on top of it. I, I think you have to make it fun and make it something to look forward to. Like at the end of the day, I get a big sense of joy and being able to tick off the day pretty much or putting on a sticker. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, something I did learn from Andy Frisella. Have you guys heard of him? He's been blowing yeah. up recently. Yeah. So Andy Frisella, CEO of First Form. Um, he has his 75 hard challenge, which I'm currently doing right now. That's a whole nother story. Wow. But he <laughs> he talks about wins and losses. And each day, you know, you win the day. So then eventually you win the month, you win the year. And so for me personally, I actually have this calendar that I started this year and it's a habit tracker and I pretty much get a W or an L if I lose in terms of nutrition. And my biggest goal for this year was nutritional consistency. So if I stick to it, I get a W. And if I don't stick to it, then I get an L. And what I class is not sticking to it is pretty much an overeating day, like a binge type day, uh, or just not mindfully eating because I like to track my calories. And then at the end of each month, I look at how many L's I had. And then I work out that I am quite the accountant in my head. So <laughs> I work out the percentage of which I was, I had L's versus W's and each month I try and get better. So for example, last month I might've been off track for 25% um, or 30%. And then this month I'm aiming for 20% and next month I'm aiming for a hundred percent. So I'm continuously working on ways to better myself. And I learn a lot from reading books like Atomic Habits is definitely a book that I highly recommend for anyone listening to this podcast, whether they want to do well uh, on their fitness journey or getting a job promotion or just anything in life. I'm a big reader advocate. Yeah, that's one of our uh, highest recommended books that we, we talk a lot about. It's funny. We always get messages from listeners like, hey, I finally did it. I finally bought it. I'm like, it's about time. You know, it's, a, it's one of our, our, our favorite books for sure. Same. Honestly, if we could make commissions on selling that book, yeah. I feel like I wouldn't be it's in on a one-bedroom apartment link. right now. Yeah. <laughs> what I love, so, though, is... Oh, you go, can go ahead, ahead first. I was just going to say just one last thing about this is like, I love how you said that you struggle with consistency, but like most people think there's something wrong with them if they, and like, I struggle with consistency as well, but it's like, but then you set up those mechanisms to help you stay consistent. It's like Josh and I struggled for so long with like posting on Instagram for posting on stories for, for doing everything that we're doing for social media. But it's like, then you sit down and you're like, okay, how can we create something? Now we have uh, a spreadsheet that we look at every single day. And it's like similar to your fridge thing. You constantly see it like that's what's going to help you like i probably would struggle with workout consistency if on sunday i didn't program my workouts for the week and put it into my calendar now i wake up i see okay i got to get it done at 7 30. so it's like even though we all struggle in some ways it's like about finding those ways to help us not struggle and to you know make it more fun and to like put in the calendar and to, to have that checklist like you know we all struggle but we we get it done <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the difference between people that will be successful and that won't be successful. It's the discipline and the commitment that you have to yourself and your goals. So whether it's that you want to go to the gym four times a week, well, how are you expected to go to the gym four times a week if one, you don't have a plan in place, so you don't know what to do, and two, you haven't even thought about when or where you're going to do and like do it. And of course, that comes down to what you learn in Atomic Habits. It's about making a habit easy to stick to, and it's about having a proper plan in place. So it's like, sweet. 
Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm going to the gym at 5.30 in the morning, locked in, there we go, and you don't cancel it for anything, which means that then you've got to work back from that. You have your clothes ready to go for those days, you make sure that you get a good night's sleep the night before, and you just have to line yourself up for success. Like, uh, I don't think that success is any easier for myself than it is for someone else, but I think that I'm willing to work to make something work for me. That's exactly it. And yeah, I guess even like a fun little pivot here is, and um, you know, something I'm curious of are what are some of your favorite books? Clearly, you know, you're an avid reader, you got a book beside you, you've read Atomic Habits. I'm curious, you know, what are some books that have really helped you and how have they helped you? Definitely. So I have a bookshelf of my favorite books I can see like from here. Definitely the Atomic Habits ones, probably the one I would also recommend to everyone to read. For women, the second book I would say is Like She Owns the Place, and that's by Cara Alwell Labor. Uh, so she's the champagne diet on Instagram. It's all about showing up for yourself and building confidence. So it's a big one for confidence. I actually think men could benefit from it, but with the name, like she owns the place, it's probably <laughs> mainly for females. I can't imagine guys going and buying a pink book. Uh, the 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. I recently read that. Absolutely love it. Um, really about just, I guess, putting in a 10X effort to maximize all the uh, goals that you want to achieve or the effort that you're taking in order to achieve the goals that you want. Uh, there's so many books. I'll just give you a few more because I am quite passionate about reading how to be a boss by Lily Singh. Uh, she's superwoman from YouTube. She, uh, she grew massively online. She is friends with the rock. She's absolutely built this massive social media content kind of empire. And I just love her grind. It's all about, you know, how you can get more content put out and how she started. I find it quite motivational from a content side of things, but also knowing that she came from a different background that didn't have a lot is really inspiring. I think that's good for men and women. And then a few other ones like Lewis House School of Greatness. I think that's good for men and women. Um, uh, Gary V's book, Crushing It and Jab, Jab, Right Hook. And then lastly, maybe I would say, oh, actually my friend Jay Shetty has a book, How to Think Like a Monk. That one's for mindfulness and just overall life satisfaction. Oh, and then this one I'm reading is Tools of Titans. Oh. And that's all the different interviews he's had on his podcast with all these different people from all areas. And it's massive. <laughs> I love it. Like, yeah, those are literally probably a lot of my favorite books, pretty much everyone there. Uh, you know, like you said, minus that pink one and the Lily Singh one, I think I've definitely read and Hey, I'm open to reading anything at this point. So if you say they're good, I might give it a shot. Why not? And I think it's amazing too, that, like you said, you're able to pull things from different books. Like it's funny cause 10 X, you know, is actually the book that made me think like, Hey, maybe I can convert my passion into a business. Like maybe I need to think bigger. And you know, that book was great. It really waked me up to, you know, the potential I do have because I, you know, I believe everyone has so much potential and especially as coaches, you know, that's one thing I like to lean in on, right. Is helping people achieve what they can, you know, what they're meant to achieve, you know, cause very often, you know, we talk about confidence when your confidence is shattered, you know, you think low of yourself, you don't see that potential or that opportunity. And when you can lean into that, you really realize like, it's amazing how much you can accomplish. Like I'm sure even for you, you know, looking back over the years, seeing all of your great, you know, achievements and competing and growing your media, like, it's just awesome to see how putting in that work really pays off. I, I was watching like a bodybuilding motivational video the other day before I worked out. And, you know, they were saying like, 
hitting one workout is like throwing a, a rock, like uh, you're just putting a brick down on the ground. You know, it's going to do nothing, but you do that over and over again. Before you know it, you're going to have a house. You're going to have a whole structure. It's just about, you know, continuing to add. And it's the same with learning, with self-development, with growth. And, you know, it's definitely just a great way to look at it. Yeah, I think it's the compounding habits that add up over a period of time. And one other book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, massive. Like that was, I learned so much from that and I only just recently finished it, but I need to go back and actually take notes on it. I think it really helps you manage relationships with people as well as business partnerships and things too. But I do think that a lot of people will never read another book after they leave like high school or university. And I just think life would be so boring if you stopped learning and stopped progressing and it's progression in all areas of my life that keeps me going. Like I'm 27 now turning 28 this year and I can't imagine a life in which I just suddenly stop reading and stop taking care of myself. Like it is why I live is to like help other people and to keep learning more so that I can help more people. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm doing about, I know Josh and I are very similar. I think he just finished reading, uh, rereading tools of Titans or he, or he, he may be reading it right now, which is have, so uh, funny. As right now, hold up my microphone. Actually. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> that's pretty, wow. Yeah. That's jokes. Uh, yeah. I, I listened to it once. I really liked it. I started listening to it again. I haven't read it yet. I actually, uh, underneath here, sorry if my mic, I'm lifting up my microphone. I don't know if you've done Tribe of Mentors. Oh, that was no, I've seen that before. Another one. Yeah. It's other small, you know, snippets from like people of different walks of life. And the thing I like about those two books is like you pull from people you wouldn't normally listen to, you know, like people in all different walks of life from different industries, you know, normally like, especially being in the fitness space, like we lean into fitness, business, self-help, uh, self-growth, you know, but here you get all different types of people. You get like, you know, people that are successful in like tech that are really creative, that are amazing dancers. Like it's kind of cool to pull from all these different people. Yeah. I really like that as well. And I also think like, it's cool being on social media because you get access to, you know, like we never would have connected if it wasn't for social media. Uh, and I just think that you get to connect with so many people all around the world, which is such a positive thing, but it also has obviously a lot of downfalls to that in terms of comparison to other people online, whether it's business, um, aesthetics, uh, material and superficial things. But I think just by reading, I'm learning a lot from other people and I'm really passionate on the business and entrepreneurial side of things i love learning from people that have done really well and you know built empires because it just shows that anything's possible like a lot of the people that are now those you know motivational speak speakers didn't come from much at all like eric thomas and things like that and it's pretty cool to see that they've done it which kind of shows you that you can do it which on the flip side of that is you have here in new zealand i don't know if it's a phrase that's used in canada but tall poppy syndrome is that a worldwide i've never heard that in my life of it (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So in New Zealand, it's like tall poppy syndrome. I guess the idea of it is that when someone's doing well, it's like people cut them down and it's a really Mm. bad kind of cult. I hope I'm not butchering this explanation at all. Maybe I need to Google it. But my idea of it is that, you know, in New Zealand, it's a really bad culture of when people are doing well, people like to cut them down. And I think that for me personally, I've never had that kind of jealousy side to me. When I see someone doing well, I love seeing people winning and I love seeing people doing well because it shows you that you can do it and that anything's possible. 
And so when you read these books and you're flooding yourself with all this knowledge and social media of other people doing well, I think that it's a positive in terms of you can realize that anything's possible if you're willing to put in the work, as opposed to surrounding yourself with the people you might currently surround yourself with. And maybe they're always encouraging you to go off track from your goals and who you surround yourself with is just so important. Yeah, so I that's think I like just- reading. You describe that perfectly, you know, and like to that point of tall pop, like I think where people go wrong is a lot of people will try to bring other people down because they're insecure that they're not doing more. They don't think they can do it. So they don't like seeing people break that level. And, you know, it, it's just too bad because that's where things like reading these books and all the time people say, you know, I wish I could, but I hate reading. And, you know, that's fine. If you hate reading, clearly you like listening, you're listening to this podcast, you know, get audible, you know, take advantage of that there. Pretty much all these books are available and you you can listen to it while you drive, while you work out. If you're into that, I like my music, but Hey, you do you, um, you know, while you're walking all these different things, because I, I call it big think, you know, big think is just so powerful because, when you have that understanding and that point of reference, like, wow, I can do so much more. And, you know, one thing I always try to lean into, there's seven, eight billion people in the world, whatever it is now, like there's so much opportunity to help and grow. And there's so much success to be had, like someone else succeeding near you is not a detriment. It's a good thing. You know, what can you learn from them? How can you encourage them? How can you build off that? You know, and that's just such a great, uh, you know, mindset to have. So I really like that you shared that. And like, another thing I wanted to add too is, I really love like, you know, whenever I think of you, I think of fit for life. You know, I know you had that always near your name there, which is awesome. And I just think that's such a great slogan because our whole thing is, you know, we don't want to teach people how to succeed for 90 days. We want people to learn how to get fit and stay fit. So what are some of your tips about, you know, staying fit for life, staying in that journey? Yeah, I think it's a continuing journey of always learning in terms of about nutrition and training and things like that. But I think it's about laying those foundations brick by brick. So it's like if you're starting from scratch and you've never really been on your fitness journey, I'm sure obviously a lot of your listeners are on their fitness journey already. It just comes down to like picking a few key things that you can lay the foundations on, like sleeping seven to nine hours a night, drinking three liters of water a day, going for a walk each day. Maybe you set a step goal of like 8,000 steps a day. And it's just laying those foundations that will pay off in the long run, not because it's going to help you lose weight, but because it's actually going to just help you overall in terms of your energy levels, your hunger, your um, sleep and energy and things like that. So I think building a good foundation of key habits is going to be really important. So once you've done that, then you layer on the next layer, which might be adding and going to the gym. And then, you know, maybe at the start, you might just try a few exercises on the machines but then you get a proper plan in place and then you learn more about training and then you go into progression and I think the keys to uh you know living a healthy lifestyle is going to be in not seeing it as like you said a 90-day transformation it's an ongoing journey and yes you can get great results in six eight twelve weeks but it's what you do after that that matters like the diet after the diet and not just gaining the weight back straight away feel like we're the exact same people like right here, Angelie, Josh, and myself. This is incredible. It's like I'm hearing, you know, ourselves talk, but in, uh, in a female form, which is, which is awesome. Um, that was so well said. Like, I'm absolutely loving this. And, you know, I want to be selfish here with all the questions and talk to you more about growth and books and stuff, um, which we can definitely talk about afterwards. But um, I had a question for the listeners because, you know, we get asked this quite often and, uh, you know, just 
you had a great post about tips for someone who struggles with bloating. Um, so if you wanted to maybe touch on things that you recommend and just overall the whole bloating side of things. Definitely. I think that's such a good question because it comes up every single day yeah. about bloating and especially with competing, I had to make sure that I was very in tune with my body. So you don't end up, you know, looking bloated on show day and things like that. So a few key things that I am definitely pro are prebiotics and digestive enzymes. I started for one of my comp preps taking a brand here in New Zealand. It's a really good brand. I think they ship worldwide, but it's be pure. It's a New Zealand made brand. And I, use them like religiously especially on prep but even year round i just find it helps with my digestion not everyone needs that of course it's just a supplement uh, making sure that you're drinking enough water making sure that you're moving your body if you're someone that gets bloated after certain foods take note of that i think it's just a very simple thing to do is you know what oh after lunch i feel more bloated oh what did i eat well i ate a whole lot of cheese with my wrap or something so it might be that maybe you're going to cut out the cheese the next day and see if that affects you differently so keeping a food diary can really help and taking notes on when you feel most bloated throughout the day i also think it's important to make sure that you realize that everyone gets bloated like you're not even when i'm leaner you're not going to look the exact same at the end of the day after all your water and all your food as you did first thing when you wake up in the morning and then another thing i would say is the size of your meals so sometimes i get asked on you know how many meals should i be having per day should i have six small meals should i have two big two meals should I have one meal and of course we know that the most important thing when it comes to achieving your goals is going to be the total amount of calories you're getting in throughout the day but when it comes to a digestion point of things I personally am not someone that wants to eat 2,000 calories in one meal uh, I'd much prefer to space it out maybe three meals and one to two snacks or if I'm on lower calories I might have three meals and it's like breakfast lunch and dinner as opposed to trying to ram all these calories into me and then my poor stomach feeling like super full those are kind of my main tips do you guys have tips to add to that i love that you mentioned the elimination diet because that's one thing i had the most success with so more or less just keeping your diet at relatively static and limiting one thing even like as you mentioned cheese right like ooh, maybe lactose bugs me like let me try doing no lactose for a couple of days or a week do I feel better or worse i feel a hundred times better okay i'm going to minimize lactose in my diet uh you know eating a ton of fat like do i feel good with high fat or high carb like Playing around is really like the best thing. I love that you mentioned that. Obviously, staying hydrated, you know, those are my top two. What do you got, Kyle? No, I mean, you guys have literally, you guys have literally hit everything. I'm just, that's, that's exactly what I was looking to hear. And uh, that's, that's a great answer. Um, I yeah. do have another question though, that I feel like a lot of people will really benefit from. I know I'm asking a ton here, um, but I just, I was going through your Instagram, you know, we follow you and just your posts are so informative, by the way, if you don't mind shouting out, well, I'm sure you don't mind shouting out your Instagram right now. So everyone can give you a follow. Yeah. It's just Andrewly underscore fit for life. And that's A N J U L I. Awesome. So yeah, make sure to follow that. The tips are great. What examples of like we all know the scale is so stubborn here like it's it's going to go up and down every single day we talk about this we always talk about how it should define you your weight should not define you but like what types of non-scale victories um you know do you like uh sharing with everyone would you like sharing with our listeners yeah, definitely. So I'm big. I, I honestly think I'm just the female version of you two as a coach. <laughs> yeah. But 
I am very big on non-scale victories. I actually did something the other day on my Insta where I weighed in every day for seven to 10 days or so just to show people the fluctuations. And you know, it's over two pounds from day to day sometimes. And of course, the scales are always going to fluctuate. So I'm definitely big on those non-scale victories. Things for me are like the way my weightlifting belt fits, like if it can go a notch, uh, a notch smaller, or sometimes, you know, if I'm in a building phase, it might need to be on the like bigger loop so my weightlifting belt the way my clothes fit me my energy levels my strength going up is a massive thing for me I love getting strong I really love focusing on my compound lifts other things would be my uh, overall mood so when I'm in prep I can get really hangry and snappy and my fiance can back me up on that uh, so my overall moods my energy levels and how my sleep is like if I'm going to bed really hungry and I'm waking up at 3 a.m hungry on a prep and then I wake up tired you know that's not a fun time so for example right now my goal is just to tighten up a little bit this month and I was mainly focusing on how I felt and my confidence has gone up like I've drop maybe a kilo and a half or so so I think almost uh, two to three pounds and I feel really good and I'm wearing a sports bra and leggings back in the gym again so that's a sign for me that I'm on the right track and I feel good but yeah that's awesome yeah that's that's such a great example of that like um, and you know the scale really is you know that's why for us with our coaching we have people I always say three to five times a week and I calculate an average of the weigh-ins because you know, it's really easy, I think, to weigh in one day a week and have it be super low because we didn't eat much the day before and because we know we're weighing in, we drink less water and be like, yeah, it did so great. You know, and the chances it might be swimming sideways and just the same people can weigh in after, you know, having to eat really late because they work super late, being really stressed and the scale could pop up three pounds, but it could just be that one day that it was super high. And that's why like, a scale isn't everything, but it is a tool, much like anything else. You know, as you mentioned, like even a win is being confident, like being like, okay, my pants fit a little bit better. Like all these different things, you know, I feel a little bit better. I have more energy, like leaning into those wins is a great way to, you know, really constantly stay motivated. So I think that's awesome. And just the same, you know, obviously everyone who's into competing, who's into fitness, you know, we all got our favorite fun food. So I'm curious, kind of, you know, what do you like to eat for fun? Like what to you is like your favorite thing to kind of eat? I love ice cream, hands down. I think oh, that you're be with my Kyle favorite. there. <laughs> we're the same. Once again, we're the same person here. This is getting this is getting a bit weird. <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny! Yeah, but uh, what are your favorite flavors? Um, I'd say cook, cookies and cream, um, chocolate chip cookie dough, and then you know mint mint chocolate chip kind of is like a weird favorite as well. I, I just yeah, want to let you know, you're talking to a guy that had did a 10,000 calorie challenge of all ice cream. That's how serious day. Kyle is about ice cream. So and oh I, didn't gosh, I, don't I know. missed he, this. I need to watch. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I'll sit this one out, man. That's all you. That's, oh that's my not my forte, but what are your favorites? Oh my gosh. I go salted caramel, something chocolatey, like a choc hazelnut or a choc like cookie dough type vibe. Definitely love cookies and cream, but anything kind of caramel chocolatey on the super sweet side. I have a mega sweet tooth and I think lots of people are like, oh, I can't achieve my goals because I have a sweet tooth or I really like dessert, but hello, I love dessert. Like you guys, do you like dessert, Josh, or are you more like savory? I'm more savory. I mean... I have my moments, but like, I'm, I'm not crazy about it. Like cake, ice cream, it's like, ah, I'll, I'll eat it, but I'm not like, oh, I need it. You know, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think like ice cream's up there. And then to be honest, I pretty much find healthier alternatives to the foods that 
most people would crave. Like I don't crave going out and getting a pizza from a super cheap pizza takeaway place. I'd rather make my own pizzas at home on like a mini wholemeal pita bread and put like, you know, the amount of cheese and pineapple and ham that I want on it and do that because it doesn't feel as greasy and it can fit into my macros and, and I enjoy it. I'm really big on no food police. I don't eliminate certain foods that I love because how can you stick to anything if you don't get to eat the foods that you enjoy it'd be so boring like I have chicken nuggets and chips pretty much every day because I make my homemade chicken nuggets and chips and that's it right like you can kind of put things in buckets right like I'm not crazy about dessert but like to me that's exactly it like if I could have another bowl of like pasta or like a bunch of ice cream I'll take the pasta all day but just the same for you you're like ah, I don't want to eat a whole pizza like I could just have a healthier pizza and make it at home but I want to enjoy my dessert and that's exactly how you succeed long term right like it's it's similar to like budgeting finance like you know some people love cars some people love having a huge house some people love traveling all the time like you know you can lean into the things you like and then really try to minimize in other areas just the same if it's like I love dessert I love dessert after dinner you can save extra calories you know you could have a lighter lunch or you could double down on the protein and veggies like there's ways to like you said not food police not restrict uh, so you can really do it for the long term and that's definitely going to feed into that fit for life uh, mantra there. Yeah. And I also think that so many people aren't very good at budgeting anyway, because it wasn't taught in school here in New Zealand. It wasn't anyway. Like I learned all my financial stuff myself. Um, I went and did accounting at uni, but it doesn't actually teach you about budgeting and uh, running a business or anything like that. So I mean, so many people are not so good at budgeting money and then they're also not good at budgeting calories and both <laughs> things weren't really taught in school. So I see like calorie counting is kind of like a budget. It's like, oh, well, you could use, you know, a percentage of it on sweets or you could use it on something that's going to get you further. Like when I'm on prep and I'm shredding and I'm on low calories, I'm going to pick high volume foods. Just like if I'm saving money, I'm going to pick high volume like, you know, I'm going to buy bulk toilet paper instead of like one roll for more expensive, you know, it's just my mind is definitely that way inclined for money and calories. Like I just understand numbers. I love numbers and um, I make them work for me to take me close to the goals, whether it's buying a house or I don't know, saving calories for ice cream. So, so well said. Yeah. I mean, I, do you have any other questions? I'm, I'm really happy with this, but I know you may have one or two oh, as well. I could talk all day. Yeah, no, I, I, th I think it's awesome. And I just want to say you did such a good job. I, I could tell like, not many people love like to just roll with it because me and Kyle are super like that. We're like, ah, oh, we'll figure it out as we go. Sometimes we just turn it on and it comes together, you know, and people like it, which is awesome. But I could tell you're like, exactly on that level and you think the same way and like you're just so hungry to learn and most importantly to help people so you know i really want to appreciate or really say thank you for taking the time to hop on today and i know everyone's gonna love this so definitely go blow up her instagram you know show some love uh show some support and uh yeah if everyone's really liking this episode i'd be more than happy to do a part two maybe a part 20 we'll see what happens yeah. um uh, but in the me go ahead I was just going to say, and you guys are definitely going to have to come on our podcast as well with my fiance, Ross. We'd love to chat with you guys and have you on. And uh, maybe I'll put up a question box and we can just get some questions going. You know, there's always room for us to do part two for questions, Q&As. We could do our thoughts on many different topics because it sounds like we're pretty much the same people anyway. Yeah, we're going to have to like dive deep to find something we disagree on, for goodness sake. So I think that'd <laughs> yeah. be amazing. We're definitely looking forward to coming on for yours. Like, so I guess just to end here, like you got the mic, you know, is there anything you want to plug? You want to shout out? Uh, this is the time. 
I guess just thanks for tuning in. And if you guys uh, do enjoy the podcast, make sure you take a screenshot, share it on your stories, tag me so I can, you know, show some love back. And of course, like you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, pretty much every social media. I'm there every single day. Awesome. Well, yeah, we'll link everything. We'll link her podcast, her Instagram, all those great things uh, in the show notes here. So thank you everyone for tuning in. This was an amazing episode. Definitely go show some love and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Peace out. Peace and love always.